the more he plays, the more I like Costas. Legit, I thought yeah. I was. I never thought I was gonna like this guy, but shit, man, like well, he I looks mean, really good. And eight months I, ago, okay. we didn't know if he existed. Right. <laughs> Six. Uh, look, I, I. There's an actor named Steve Mangan. You gotta look him up, but Google him. I thought Costas's future was being that guy's stunt double. <laughs> like seriously, Google him. You'll be like, holy shit, because <laughs> when Costas. I don't know what's going on with Costas too, because he's like aged like 15 years in his face since he joined Liverpool. Like I don't know if he just like lost weight, but it was all in his M A N G A. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Tell oh, me that dude. Yeah. <laughs> he looks yeah. just like him. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Tampa Bay Cop Talk. I'm Darius. I'm Dave. Andrew. Yes. Oh no, oh, we wow, fucked it up again. Like, no, 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 it was good. It was good. Beautiful. It was like really quick. It was no, it was perfect. It was perfectly awful. Was it though? I don't know. Here it was perfect for my sense. Close enough, man. It was for us. That was really good. Uh well, I'll tell you what was really good today. We're recording on the 21st night of September. Do you remember Liverpool and the League Cup? It was uh trying to go with the little earth, wind, and fire. This guy was on it. fire, Takumi Minamino. Guys, so Andrew, I know you didn't get a chance to watch the match, but Taki was hot a couple of goals he had the opener three and a half minutes into the match and then he had the second goal for him on the day of the third as liverpool took out norwich three nil in the third round of the league cup so there's been a lot of talk andrew around the squad depth liverpool not buying players but first off getting a, a nice little win there for a lot of the replacements coming in and a lot of the kids in the side against Norwich, does that make you feel a little less anxious knowing that the second unit can go and get the job done? Well, I mean, it would theoretically had I seen the game, you know what I mean? But now <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in this like fairy tale, like I'm on a cloud, it's called anxiety, you know what I mean? So I can't really say that, you know, but my question would be, I didn't get a chance, and also I'm not an expert on Norwich's squad. Did they put out a week in 11? It was a mixed side for both, and okay, Norwich okay. also put so, out a little bit of even, a reduced side. Puki came on later in the game. Just Okay, right, right. For, regardless, you know, that's a championship, top-tier championship side. Okay, that's fine. And my biggest worry is that if Divac or Rigi or some of the our first kind of like you know on the cusp of being in the first team if these players didn't perform against this quote-unquote championship team then that's something to worry about it's like if you can't perform against them who are you going to perform against right so i'm glad to see taki did that and now you know on this show I, i've been a little bit bold and i, I predicted scoring results and i'm gonna be bold again I'm, I'm thinking i'm thinking 10 goals then for for talking for the rest of the season <laughs> Well, you, you, you've got exciting. 40 for Jota, and now you're I, going not to 10 exciting. for Taki. Hey, he's had some injury issues. We'll see. You know, I, I, I don't I'm just saying that's 50 goals between two players. I hope you realize hey, that. Hey, hey, hey. I'm okay with that. But that's, you know, that's why I'm, you know, being a little conservative with this one. But, hey, if you get 10 goals out of Taki, I mean, we, we you know, we win it. We win the quadruple. You know what I'm saying? So, we're <laughs> all shits and giggles, though. Um, you know, it bodes well. It just makes me think that, like, Jurgen Klopp said on the weekend, you know, it is difficult to get in this team, right? Didn't he say that in his interview, right? So it just makes me think, like, these players are good enough, right? And it's just so – it's just the drastic quality that you have between Mo, Mane, 
or Mane and, and, and Bobby for the most part, that some of these other players like like Taki can't get it, can't get a sniff. But it makes me think that if, for example, knock on wood, someone one of the front three gets a minor like minor injury for two weeks. Taki can slid in. And I think he can do a job. Hopefully he can do a job in the Premier League. You know what I mean? So you know, and, and so then this moment we have games thick and fast, and you know, we'll he said see. Slit in. What I say? <laughs> you said slit. He can Did I say? Yeah. I meant slide I in. Like, slide in. We know. We knew it. We knew it. I know. What you meant. We knew it. He missed. Sounded dirty. It's hard. <laughs> We're going through the lineup, looking for who Liverpool had out there. Quevin Kelleher. You had Bradley at right back. Konate, Gomez, Shimikas, Oxley, Chamberlain, Jones, Keita in your midfield, and then Kate Gordon joining Divakarigi and Makumi Takumi Minamino up front. David, looking at that lineup, you've got some names in there that you're obviously expecting some big things from. Minamino, Origi, Jones, Costas. But then you're also getting in some unknown quantities. Of course, Gomez and Keita having their injury issues in the past. Kanate being new to the side. Chamberlain having his injury issues. And then the young guys in Gordon and Bradley starting. But it was a mixed side, but a good side for Liverpool today, getting the win. Uh, who, who kind of impressed you uh, throughout the match? It's funny, if you listen to the uh, Liverpool Twitterverse, you'd expect more from Cade Gordon than you did from Divock Origi. Um, but <laughs> the truth is, like, Divock is still a pro, and he looked like it, right? Like, we came in saying Taki was hot, but to be honest with you, Divock was hot, man. I thought he looked good, and he, he gets the corner for the first goal and helps set it up. Mm-hmm. He scores the second. He's involved in a lot of good uh, forward play. I mean, I st- Divock still shows – how many times did the crowd sing his name today? Like it was at least like six times. Even if you go back and listen to the highlights, the entire second half of the highlights, it's nothing but them singing Divock Origi, the way fans. He still shows you moments of like why we ever went after this player. And like, you know, I can remember when Klopp first signed, he was asked about Divock Origi. And you know what his answer was? He said, we're going to have fun with this player. That's what he said. He believed in his skills back then. And you know what? Like, I know a lot of people were like, oh, why is he still around and all this stuff at the beginning of the season? But I think he's already showing why he's still around. Like, he's not going to be Bobby Firmino. He's not going to press like that. He's not going to give you that energy. But, my God, the man's touch is a thing of beauty. He just the, – the ball touches his foot and it just stops. And it just kind of just goes with him where – it floats with him wherever he goes. Now, he doesn't always make the right decision. But he has a lot of good skills. And, like, I, I just think you can, he's a player that you can work with. Like, he's never going to be your first choice. He's not going to be your second, maybe even your third. Like, he's really right now, like, your fifth and si- fifth or sixth choice, uh, the frontline attacker. But, man, for a fifth or sixth choice, this guy is, is still got an incredible amount of skill. That depth, having that ability – I mean, as somebody tweeted out earlier and I laughed at this, I was like, it's so true. Kanate is our fourth choice center back. Fourth. Think about how that guy played today. He was fantastic. Nat Phillips, who helped this team, did an incredible job last year, helped this team finish Started third two in dozen the- games in the Premier League last year. Yeah, and proved that he's Premier League level center back. Can't get in the damn League Cup team. That's how deep we are back there. So, like, when you think about it in those terms, and, you know, Bradley, I thought he was really good. I mean, he was just kind of, like, invisible for most of it. 
But out of my right back, like generally, if it's not Trent Alexander-Arnold or someone of that ilk, I kind of want my right back to be just a guy that's out there doing a role, right? Like you're not, it's like the guy who plays right field in baseball. Like I don't need him to be on the highlight reel all the damn time. Just catch the balls. (laughs) And that's kind of like what this kid did. He he commits the penalty, a little overexcited there, you know, but he's 18 years old. He's got a learning curve. Gordon, I thought was positive early, sort of disappeared as the game went on. That's okay. The one that caught my eye and I, we were, you know, we mentioned it in the, our group chat before, but Tyler Morton, honestly, like his performance in that second half when he came on from Navi, he was just very composed for a for such a young guy playing a six. He was barking out instructions <laughs> like you don't normally see that out of a, a child playing with guys who play in the first team. But he he really just embraced it and took it on. I was I was actually quite impressed with him. Um, Another guy who's tough. I could just watch Curtis Jones receive the ball in difficult situations all day because this guy could get himself out of a wet paper bag without getting wet. <laughs> he's, he's fucking ridiculous. So some of the moves that he makes some of the ways that he handles pressure when people start running at him. I, Curtis is one of those players that like, I'm really looking forward to the next five years. Um, yeah, he's just got a, a special skill set. Glad they took off Nabby just to be careful. I know Klopp said it wasn't anything serious. They just wanted to be careful. I'm like, good. Yeah. You know, because with Tiago out, he's probably starting in your midfield at the weekend. Exactly. And that's not that's not an easy game. Look, Brentford won seven mil today. And yeah. this team has started kind of on fire for you know, you could you're going to need a good 11 going into that game. And I think Navi's going to play an important role in that. So, you know, Hey, take him off. Just be careful. 45 minutes. He's still fresh. As long as he's not too banged up to play at the weekend, all good. Um, Taki looked good. He looked sharp. I, you know, Pep winners before the game talked about the. Movement. I think that you could see bits of that today. Like, the way he tracked back at times. I think he's been watching Mo a little bit and kind of just studying because mm. Mo does those like crazy sprints back, like lung busting sprints back to cover space. And just to make sure that we all get back in an organized fashion. Taki did that at least three times today that I was like, Oh shit. Like, look at him go. There he goes. They looked lively. Uh, the touches were all, you know, like for the goals were really good. I like the way he made that turn on the first one. And the second one was just kind of cheeky. Like, I'm just going to tap this in. Well, it, it was like cheeky, seven but people around. He <laughs> had the ball just kind of at on, on a string because he's going past one player and he kind of has it on his yep. toe. It looks like, oh, this is going to be a heavy touch. Seen this go out for a goal kick a million times. Brings it back in between the keeper and the center back and then just kind of flips the ball in, just rolls it between them. It was, it looked so easy on what was a really difficult move for him. And he made it look like it was nothing. Yeah, I know. I really hope that we're going to get, we're going to need a Taki Minamino song this season. <laughs> we'll see. Well, Andrew, we'll bring you back in. Um, even though you didn't get a chance to watch the match, this is a game where we got to see Liverpool throw out some names. Out of everyone you were kind of hearing David talk about, who who gives you a little bit of hope here? And is it Curtis Jones going and giving a good performance? Is it Minamino with a couple of goals? Is it the fact that Origi is actually doing something like what makes you happy to hear about um, from, from one of the guys stepping up and having a performance today? Well, look, I mean, can I give the non-popular answer? The non-popular answer is all of it. 
right? So the idea that because we're gonna we're gonna need all of them to perform at the highest level throughout the season, because unfortunately the way it is, you know, uh, we're gonna have players that are gonna get injured. Look, case in point, Thiago, right? So if God forbid, Keita plays at the weekend and he gets hurt, who come who steps in after that? You see what I'm saying? So you're gonna need all of these players to to play some sort of role. Maybe not Morton, who by the way I didn't even know he existed before today. Um, Most of us didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and if you're the guy in the comment or the quote unquote comments that like, oh, blah, I know his mother. Well, chill. Not everyone does. Okay, <laughs> but good um, for you, bro. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, I love me the stories. <laughs> I got my Gruwich stories. You know, you got your important <coughs> stories. But and then. Um, yeah, so that that's 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 the obvious answer. The obvious answer is that we need all these players because I, I just don't have the faith that we're gonna keep a full like eleven or fourteen players completely fit throughout the entire season. I think the only player that's gonna stay fit throughout the entire season is probably Mo. Probably. Because he seems to be made of a machine. I don't know. He yeah, has some Hollywood trainers. Wood, I was gonna some- say if you have any wood around you, please get to knock. <laughs> You know, he's Thank the you. only one because he, he's, we need moments. Yeah, I just he's just a genius. And what he what well, I don't know what he's eating. Who gives a shit? But point is, is that everyone else needs to play a role. However, I will say this, though, in terms of Curtis Jones, when Elliot was starting the first couple of games of the season before the injury, I was a little worried. I looked at like uh, you because I would have thought that you would have thought that would have been Curtis Jones out there. Pop. Exactly. So then I kind of got like a little worried, like, okay, maybe did he fall down? What's going on? Maybe this, that, and the other, maybe he's going to go by the wayside and then turn into every other, you know, talented young Academy oh. midfielder. Right. J- different trajectories. That's all it is. It, and that's fine. And that's different fine. But now too. you, 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 yeah, different you were talking about earlier is it just makes me think that, okay, no, we're fine. Everything was fine. That was just a bit of anxiety, Andrew, anxious, Andy, you know, it is what it is because, because as David said, like when he, when you were talking about earlier about Jones is what I love about Jones is that it, it's like, for lack of a better word, it's like, he's got this swagger that other players don't have. He just has this confidence and he exudes it. And it, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, he's never been told, told no by a lady before. Like he just exudes the confidence and that's amazing. <laughs> and it's amazing to watch. You, you know, know what, what I mean? think it is with Curtis? You know what I think it is with him? You can tell that he carries himself and he plays like it, but he's a tall guy. He's got that tall guy energy. Like sometimes when you come up with someone who's like five, five and it's like, they got a chip on their shoulder and it's just like always kind of an uphill battle for them because I mean, they weren't blessed with height, so it's not their own fault. But when you kind of have that confidence where it's just like, yo, this game is easy for me because I can reach the top shelf. I can, I, 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 I've been given all the physical assets. I've got the tools. Like Curtis Jones is someone who kind of carries himself like that, where it's not even it's not even really an arrogance. It's just that he understands yeah. like, yeah, I'm gifted at this. I've got this. So I don't have yeah. to try hard to impress anyone. I just go and do what I want to do. And that's yeah. what he kind of does out there. He has that confidence where he just knows it's going to be all right. Where I think that's what impresses a lot of us about Curtis is that he plays like he's 25, 26, even though he's what is he, 20? Is he is he even 20 yet? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, is he? Yeah, it's no, like I no. So I'm, I'm just agreeing. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> the way you described it there is he's like the opposite of my Chihuahua Fifi. <laughs> like he has that tall energy, whereas my Chihuahua just wants to fight everybody. 
But yeah, that's good times. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So that's that's exciting to hear. I want to maybe, hopefully, I can find something online to where I can watch like a, you know, a, a better better portion of the game and get some highlights are on YouTube. Going. Yeah, no, yeah. I, if you want to find a condensed I'm, version, uh, you I'm might sure have to get there's ESPN someone Plus. out there that has that login. I mean, I'm not gonna. What? I, oh, I, I could give it, on, it to you. That's illegal. Was it on ESPN Plus? Uh, <laughs> it was on ESPN yeah. Plus. So yeah. if you have. Oh, uh, it's funny because Cody, friend of the show, asked me earlier today. He was like, "You'll go into the game." I'm like, "Dude, is it even on TV?" So like, I had even no idea. And then I got swamped with work, but it's the Caribou it Cup. It's the start. Like, you know, we're still trying to figure out like what what channel it's on, who's playing in it. Yeah, like I looked it up this today. Earlier before the podcast, I looked up the French League because someone wants to watch Messi in my household, and uh, that's on being sports. So, like, I don't. It's hard to keep up with everything yes. with Netflix and this and that and the other. Like, I feel like I'm an old soul. Yeah, good luck know? for everyone trying to figure out being sports if you don't have the login. Because if you don't, uh, uh, good luck. Right, they don't have anything worth watching, anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Andrew taking... gave the unpopular answer. Yeah. I'm gonna give the right answer. Give who you got, should give you hope. Who you got? It's Costas fucking Shimikas. Oh, man. that's who should give you hope. Steve Mangan's stunt double is balling out out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but sorry. why though? That don't, don't make sense. Andy Andy hardly gets injured. My cousin. No, I know that. I know that. Whatever. But it's the fact that like now, so look, we've spent two years burning Robbo the f out, dude. Like he that's has true. been just run into the ground. An injury was bound to happen sooner or later. I know Robbo's su- super durable, but okay, he's what, 27 now? Like mm-hmm. over the next four years, I don't want to just run Robbo into the turf and then just end his career. Like right. he's a left back. This guy could play till he's 33, 34 and still be world class. He loves it at Liverpool. He just got done talking about how his family loves it there, how he's super settled. Like Robbo's the kind of fullback that we could just play for years and years and years. He could finish his career at fucking 2029 as a Liverpool player. I want that to happen. But the only way that I think that actually really does happen is if he's not playing 47 times a season and then captaining Scotland in the summer. Like that's just not realistic for anybody. I, you're right. He's human still. Costas gives us a depth that like, if he continues on like he's playing right now, it's like you have Rob, you have a world class left back in the squad all the time, right? Like, okay. and the way I, that I, we I, play, I, we all know how important that is. And today, Costas, like, first of all, he provides my favorite moment of the game when he just unnecessarily boots the ball at 100 miles an hour and it hits Curtis Jones in the stomach. And Curtis is like, "What the? Fuck, that wasn't bro? that was Costas, wasn't it? I forgot about that. <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> uh. <laughs> legitimately hurt jones by the way like he had oh, to no, grab no, his no. chest and was like, down for on. A what the fuck? like that's why he pulls him aside later and was like what was that like <laughs> that was my favorite moment but i gotta find a clip but no he also just you know he gives the origi goal the setup he's excellent on that left hand side we didn't have any real defensive issues and he was good in the attack he's already shown that he can play you know in the league be able to go say so say you're this is really important in if you are pursuing something like a double which i think is something that we'd all like to see right like we'd all like oh to God. see multiple trophies in one season we've seen them in the champions league we've seen them in the league and i'm not being greedy i'd take either one again but 
we know that this squad is capable of big things and that they're capable of winning both of those things. And it would be incredible if they could pursue on both fronts without sacrificing anything. The one thing I think that kills you is that like that fall off, right? In the past, like if Trent or Robbo got hurt, you're like, oh shit, man, we're screwed because the fullbacks are so important. And in the last seven days, we've seen James Milner come on for Trent and do a fantastic job against a Premier League opponent who quite frankly came in and, and did play well. And then you've seen Costas over the course of the beginning of the season. And then again today, show his ability. For our system, how important the fullbacks are, that gives me hope that like we can compete on more than one front. And that's huge. Because I've always been kind of the, a realist amongst us here in the uh, Tampa Bay crowd. And I'm kind of like, you can pick like one thing realistically, but we just don't have the depth to compete on all fronts. But who knows? Maybe this season we do. We saw today, like, you saw against Milan how good Origi was. You've seen, like, if everyone is healthy and, you know, Harvey Elliott, we're probably looking at late February, early March return, but say he's playing games in April and he's back to where he was. This squad is surprisingly deep for how much everybody bitches about us not spending money. So I like the new champ, baby. I like it. Yeah. It's funny. (laughs) <laughs> it is. It, it doesn't is quite check out with reality in the fact that you know, we have like the third highest payroll in the league. Second. <laughs> Ahead of Manchester United, highest, even. Yeah. yeah. Second highest <laughs> payroll in the league. So it doesn't like quite check out with reality. I think we have plenty of money, but you know, it's still funny. <laughs> right, right. Well, it, it's funny to, to see how other teams have gone and, and spent and spent and spent to acquire talent. Liverpool's just kept the same guys for the last few years and keep on rolling. I, I think it's encouraging for from that aspect, but I, I think what today will really do for a lot of people is just kind of remind you that, yeah, these guys who we've completely written off in thinking, well, they need to bring in someone else because I think this guy is shit. I think that guy is shit. I think that guy is terrible. Well, they're no, they're not. They're world class players. They may not be the name of a world class top of the top. They may not be Messi, Ronaldo level or anything like that but to be on par or even close to the starting 11 means that these guys are among the best of the best and i think we saw a little bit of that today with takumi minamino with divak origi with curtis jones i i certainly think there was enough there to to give you a little bit of encouragement so that you don't have to panic and think that oh well simply because they're rolling out dudes who they didn't spend a hundred million pounds for the team is terrible. They have no depth. You, you don't necessarily need that. You do have depth. You can promote from within and accomplish at the same time. I think that's kind of what today got at. But Andrew, does, uh, does all this get to uh, lowering the anxiety levels at all? I mean, yes and no. Okay. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, like it, it, it just depends how I wake up that morning or if there's some news that comes out. But ultimately, it is good that like I said, that some of our players that are not in the starting 11, so to speak, are performing well. And that, you know, at the end of the day, like, I know that Klopp doesn't care about the League Cup, and I will keep saying that until he shows me otherwise. So, but the point is, is that even though he doesn't care about it, it's good that we still didn't go out to a Norwich team. You know, we didn't play Wycombin or whatever the hell they're called. But Wickham, <laughs> Wickham, what are they called? The Man City w- play? Wickham it doesn't Wonders. matter what they're called. Wickham Wonders. It doesn't matter. 
English is hard, but Leicester, right? Um, <laughs> I remember. Oh, uh, anyway, it's hilarious. But um, my point is, it, it would be a different story had we lost today. Yes. Had we lost today, I'd been flipping a switch and, you know, calling people left, right and center. You know what I'm saying? But now I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll, I'll be cool. But I, I need I need a bigger sample size at the end of the day. No, well, I think it's perfectly I, acceptable. Yeah. One of the things that is important about getting that result today is that, you know, these players, a lot of them, they're not going to get games or significant minutes in the two big competitions. They're just not going to get it, but they've got to get minutes in order to be the players that you want them to be. Like you want them to be these guys that give you squad depth and come in in premier league games and make a difference. But that's hard to be that for Divock Origi when he plays once every four months, like that's not realistic. You've got to give him minutes somewhere in order to get the best out of him. The league cup is a place to do that. And the, the deeper we go into it, it brings us closer to a trophy. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you this right now. If Liverpool finish second, go to a Champions League semifinal and win the League Cup, are you going to be like, that was a shit season? No, you're going to be like, oh, that season had a journey. I mean, it wasn't everything we hoped it would be, sure. but it was a journey. We, we came out of it with a piece of silverware. It wasn't shit. It was okay like i've had worse yeah absolutely. (laughs) i can definitely think of worse so you know like these games they're not important to us because it's the third round of the league cup but the league cup semifinals suddenly become sort of important to you because there's a trip to wembley on the line there's a chance to win a little shiny thing there's all these games for these players that will push us towards a title they will play a role at some point you know, if people didn't think Divock Origi was important in 2019-20, right? Except, guess what? Who starts at home against Everton and scores two goals in a 5-2 win? Oh, Divock Origi. Beautiful. Right? Like, people act like these players don't matter, but they do. And if you want to get the best out of them, you just got, you got to give them chances to give you their best. And the League Cup provides you more opportunities to do that. So... It, it is important still, even yeah. though it's, it's the least important of the important things. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. It's the least, well, it's the most important of the least important well, competitions, maybe? <laughs> I meant least important of the, of the footballing things. Over of the, of the, the competitions. The but, but sure. Yeah, the kind of- but uh, Pep Linder said it best, and you kind of alluded to it, David. He said it best uh, in, the, in, the, in the lead up to this, that you need these minutes for guys for development. You need the guys mm-hmm. who are young to be able to get game time to be able to develop. So to see Ibrahim Konate, maybe at some point in the second half of the season, he will be the guy with Virgil van Dyke. The only way he's going to be able to get into that is if he's playing now, because if you just were to drop him in for Matip, it would be a disaster by comparison because Matip is just, you know, he's just so damn good. But when you look at at guys like that, or when you look at guys like Devaka Rigi, Takumi Minamino, to be able to stay warm, to keep minutes and keep playing, that's very important for them as well. Because if I mean, we talk about this when it comes to like penalties, right? When you drop in someone cold, throw them in for a penalty shootout, they're probably going to miss. What do we just see at the weekend with West Ham? Noble goes in after not having played all game and he screws up the penalty kicks straight at David De Gea. Like it's it's that kind of stuff in football where it's like this translates to the larger, to not having game time, not having minutes, and then just being dropped into a match of football 
for the first time in two months, it's probably not going to go well. So having these opportunities for guys to mix in and get in every couple of weeks is very important. So for that, at least, I think it's a great thing that Liverpool move on in the League Cup, even if we don't necessarily care at the trophy at the end of the day. All right, so we were kind of going off on the League Cup, and I think we ended up spending a little bit more time on the Caribou Cup than we anticipated. But, David, uh, to kind of bring it all home, one guy who we just did not talk about in the first section there, Kevin, Quevin Kelleher, the Irish Allison. He was fantastic today, had a penalty save, and he looked so confident, so comfortable, commanding, sweeper-keeper. He did kind of everything today. Every time the kid plays, okay, he does a couple things that really I enjoy. He can play with both feet. He's good in his positioning, and he's a decent shot stopper, man. And he saves a fucking penalty to, to keep it 1-0 at a point where the game could have turned a little bit. He makes a huge play. I I don't think I need to see Adrian ever again. I'm fine. Like, just give me the Irish kid. He'll do fine. I, I have complete faith in him at this point. He seems to be a pretty decent communicator with his back line, seems to get on with the other lats. So, yeah, man, Kelleher, that's a solid number two choice that doesn't really cost you anything. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, you know? It's really nice to see his emergence alongside with Curtis Jones, both of them really stepping up last year. So that kind of takes us into looking at the squad now for the rest of uh, this month in September and then moving forward into uh, these two games a week uh, for the next couple of weeks until the next international break. Looking at what you have, we've talked about the left backs. We've talked about the situation up front. We've talked about the midfield and kind of being stacked. So, I mean, let's just kind of go through again. Um, Obviously, we already got kind of – we know what it is with the keepers, but looking – at the depth at center back right now. Virgil van Dijk, Joel Metti, Ibrahima Kanate, and Joe Gomez fighting for the third and fourth spot. And then behind them, you also have Nat Phillips, who might be the best fifth choice center back in world football. <laughs> You've got a lot of options there. So I, I, I know that we, you know, aside uh, from what we saw last year with literally everyone going down with injury on that back line, what are we thinking about the depth at center back? Uh, Andrew, how are you feeling right now? Yeah, fine. Um, as long as as long as some of these players don't go on international duty, I'm fine with that. I'm um, looking at you, Gomez. Because uh, every time Gomez goes on international duty, whether it's under Roy or under Southgate, the dude dies, apparently. So, um, yeah, I will have none of that. And then Kanate, I think he's still in the under-23s or whatnot, so we're fine with that. Um no, it's fantastic to see, but I think David alluded earlier, I think some, you know, whether it's Van Dyke, I like how that, you know, you you mentioned earlier about Rob running Robbo into the ground, and we understand that Virgil's superhuman, and and even I think Milner said it in some interview recently, um, but at the same time, we, we have to be smart and cautious because he's our Rolls Royce, you know, you can make an argument um, that he's the best player in the league, not, not just at Liverpool, so... Uh, you, you, you want to protect that asset, you know, um, and, and that's fine. You, you, we were talking in the summer, for example, that we were going to see Virgil at 100% until November or April, yeah. December, something like that. And that still might be the case. And that's fine. He's a freak. He's a freak. He, he, I don't but know how he's done it. <laughs> I don't know how he's done it. That's my point. It's like he, he could be at like 90 or he could be at like 82%. We don't even know. I'm pretty sure and, he's a superhero. 
Yeah, but but looking, but my my like he's, concern. The crime has gone down in Liverpool since he arrived. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and my my concern though is 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 Matip uh, long term because I think, um, you know, that partnership is I want to see I want to see them on the field more than not. Um, that being said, though, obviously I didn't watch the match, but you know, Kanate getting minutes can only help them. Remember, you got everyone's got to remember. Where they, almost every club signed and needed like quote unquote six months to get their feels right and get everything situated, no matter the position. So I'm I'm on. It's like looking at the league table with Kanate. Like I ain't looking at the league table until sometime in October, right? So and sometime until I don't know January, then I'll look at Kanate and be like, okay, what's going on with him? So I'm not I'm not too worried about that right now. I know that's like kind of head, you know, level-headed for me. I was gonna say but, that's very level-headed. That's not anxious at all. That's very. Yeah, I know. It's just like I'm just chilling right now. It might be the view that I'm having. I don't know. Shout out to, fuck. How do I say this? It's in cursive. Lining, whatever. Shout out Lining to them. Lining I don't know. Some yeah. yellow beer. Anyway, yeah. shout out to them. You know, making me feel. Summer shandy. Yeah. 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 Summer shandy. That's right. How you know? No good. Because that's, uh, the, that's the, the yellow can. That's the yellow can. Yeah. <laughs> The yellow can. If you if you want to sponsor us, we're down. Like, they don't um, want to sponsor us, but that's fine. I mean, they just got it for free, so <laughs> they got it for free. <laughs> yeah. I think this people are aware who, of who Lining Kugel is. Like this <laughs> little brewery that just started up. Like no, people know who they are. They're fine. Okay. Yeah, I have a cop talk brought to you by Summer Shandy. <laughs> well, that would be good for us, not them. Yeah, that would be a great right? intro. But no, so I'm I'm good for now. And as you mentioned, you just blew my mind when you said the fifth. The best fifth choice center back in world football. I mean, to be fair, I don't know fifth choice center backs. And that's kind of the point. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I'll go with that. How many of those fifth choice center backs finished third in the Premier League last year? Most most teams that have a fifth choice center back, he's probably still in diapers. Like, let's be honest. Like, teams don't carry that many players at the same position. As far as a limited one like center back, that'd be like having five number nines. Like you don't necessarily need that. So the fact that they have that kind of depth, I think, does set set things kind of in a way where uh, David, you can feel a little bit more at ease if the apocalypse like last year happens. Yeah, it's funny because you said they're probably in diapers, and I was like, either because they're young or they're super <laughs> they're <old."> too old. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, no, I mean, the depth there is amazing. And Andrew brings up a really good point about when he talks about Joel Matip, because I think we know for a fact that that player has to have his minutes managed. We know that he's injury prone. And being able to go to somebody like, being able to just call on Joe Gomez and be like, it's you today, is amazing. <laughs> you know, if it's Virgil and Matip, Virgil and Joe, Matip and Joe, just that trio alone is amazing. But when you have Kanate pushing them, you know, finding his footing in that group, then you can put Nat out in the cups if, you know, if need be, or if he had to play in a Premier League game, you're not, you're not crapping your pants anymore because he showed you last year that you can, you can do a lot with that player. So yeah, it's just, it just eases off all that stress that we had last year. And it kind of makes it like, what was I worried about? So I was, you know, I, I think I wrote a thing last probably April about how like we were we were going to be in deep shit for a while, like we're not just going to recover from this and all this other crap. 
and just shows like I don't know shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that. But no, especially especially when you're looking at it, and it was still at that point an uphill battle just yeah, to be able to get was. into the top it felt four. Like this financially. Yeah. You probably are screwed if you don't make the Champions League. So that had to go right. But on top of that, it's never a guarantee that players recovering from major injury are going to be the same, especially when they were on an upward trajectory, which means that they're not at their peak. You may never hit that peak because of the injury. We've seen that happen time and time again throughout sports. So the fact that it seems like everyone is back on track for those center backs is certainly encouraging. And to just see how... uh, Matzip hasn't missed a beat. Van Dyke, even though he's clearly not at his 100% peak best, is still that damn good. And Gomez looks like he still has a ways to go, but he's in the right direction and is trending upward. So I, I, I think it, it's a lot more to be hopeful about with those guys than it was yeah. this time six months ago. And, and you know what? You, you, you bring up a good point about, like, uh, we didn't think guys would be back to themselves. Now, Virgil is. And it's it's crazy. It, it just shows you what an athlete. The exception. Like a monster, how elite he is. Yeah. But, like, you can already see that Joe is not. And we know that – well, I talked about it on the last episode with Jordan about jo- the type of injury that Joe had. Uh, because it's a tendon, because of where it was, it's, you know, it's a knee. Anytime you have, like, a like an Achilles or a patella, the type of injury that that is, it, you you really have to manage those minutes in the following season. Like when they, they did a study with NBA players, and they talked about how like it took like a full season for them to, and a full season of having their minutes managed for them to actually return to the level that they were at. And I think it's gonna be that way with Joe, yeah. probably. So that role of Kanate of Phillips being able to do thing to step in and and give you another option that allows joe like that flexibility like we're not just banking on you coming back bro we've got other guys that can step in and do that job massive massive for his future massive for this season i don't know like i'm not worried about center back at all this season which is such a stark contrast because last season you're just like i don't know i mean i can play back there bro (laughs) <laughs> like, like I've done, I've done seventy five shifts back there in Sunday League. Jurgen, I'm just saying, I, I'll take like five k a week. <laughs> so when you look at a, a position that might be a little thinner, but still starting to feel a little bit better with fullback, left side, I think we've kind of covered it. That that feels pretty solid with Robbo in there and Kostas. What we've seen from him this year on the right side, Trent. Obviously, when he's going, best right back in football. Behind him, Nico Williams, who allows you to play the same way, even though he's not as the same quality. He is of the same type of player. And then behind the two of them, James Milner. So even though we may not feel great about Williams or Milner at right back, they're not bad break glass options, uh, Andrew. They're they're not the, the worst you can go to after Trent. The fall off isn't that bad. Right, but the only this this is what makes me more anxious than anything. I've said this before. I think I don't know, drinking sometime somewhere or in a group chat. That well, Bob. And now Trent has a somewhat of a different role now. You know, he's playing the half space more. He's playing more centrally. Like we're we're building more of the team around him, and that's what bothers me. What bothers me that is because so when he steps out of the side. Don't get me wrong. I'm assuming we have the muscle memory to like, okay, we take this player out. 
we revert to a different game plan that we know how to do. I understand all that. But I'm just saying, since we're playing through him so much, it, it worries me that if homeboy were to get injured for a little bit, like three weeks, a month. I got you with one. I got you, know you know with something saying? that'll make you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I worry about that. Cause remember a couple years ago, it was like mm-hmm. when, when Robbo or Trent had a bad game, Liverpool had a bad game. Yeah. Cause ultimately they were your creative inputs. So you know how about, I mean? so that, that worries yeah. me a tad bit, but at I, the same time, like Trent is, Trent, I mean, you're not wrong what you said earlier, how you said it. About how, how about I, how about I give you this Andrew um, to kind of ease that a little bit. The Tell way that, that Liverpool have played in the start of the season, and this is actually kind of the um, going into the, is Trent really a right back or is he a midfielder? Should he play in the midfield? This is kind of uh, the, the case that, or, um, excuse me, that um, Jurgen has pointed out and kind of the reason why Trent fits in at right back more than anywhere else is because he's an additional option to be a creative yeah. player and he's a mismatch nightmare. Kind of like when you think in basketball terms, um, the, the way the Miami Heat in the early 2010s played or the Golden State Warriors in the mid uh, 2010s, 2015, 2016, where they just have an overwhelming abundance of guys who can go create their own shot, who can go and do their own things. Well, that's what Trent is at right back when you have him, Tiago, someone like Anabi Keita, obviously Mo, Harvey Elliott. If you have Firmino out there or Jota, Sadio Mane, now you're looking at, and Rabo on the other side, now you're looking at six, seven, eight players who can go and create for themselves or others. With Trent, if you take him out, that means you're down from eight to seven. So it's not like Liverpool is is going to completely lose the plot and completely forget how to play football. I understand what you're saying that yes, moving him centrally makes him more of a focal point where he'll play as a number 10 at times, but in the same way where when he would go forward and play as a winger, you have someone there like Henderson kind of covering his back. No, 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 my point was more of the... No, but my point is more of the time associated with it. Like, so if you have Trent playing for four months straight like this, and we and we have that, and then all of a sudden we stop, it'd be it's like when you start doing something for so long, and then you have to transition out of it. That's what I worry about. And what I mean, and what I was kind of yeah. getting at is when you watch them play, they don't do the same routine for ninety minutes. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of going to the left, a little bit of going to the right, a little bit of Trent in the middle, a little bit of Trent getting forward on the right, a little bit of Harvey Elliott cutting inside, a little bit of Mo creating his own, a little bit of Mo in the nine. It's the same with the front three where they're fluid, where Mo will go central, Mane goes to the right, and Jota goes to the left. Now Jota goes to the right, or it's Firmino in, and he goes into the deep position in the midfield. You have so many different options, and that's all that Trent is. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's so many things to choose from. So that's what Trent provides you. So yes, losing him is obviously a big loss, but having him in that position in the midfield, or excuse me, in the uh, right back and going into midfield is just one of the many choices that Liverpool has on the menu. So if he's taken off the menu, you have still several things to choose from, even throughout the course of the game. So I don't think that Liverpool would forget how to play football if he did have to miss time. I think that should give well, you a little bit, a little bit of, uh, of comfort. I think the big thing is, is for me, I, I'm really comforted by the fact that it's James Milner backing him up right now. First of all, he's like a utility guy. I mean, he's the everything man, right? But also it's just his experience and knowledge of the game, his understanding of what Trent does. So, and then like the fact that you look at, uh, Saturday, 
he's playing on the same side as Hendo. Those two have played together for some time now. There's an understanding there. Hendo has actually played right back before. He understands how to drop back in and play that position if Milner gets lost going forward or whatever. He can cover those spaces. And it's the same thing if, if it was Tiago out there, right? That man knows the game. He understands how to do, go back and help out, do the right things. So for me, I'm not even like, I'm not even worried about that. I, I look at Trent kind of like a, almost like a stretch four in basketball, right? Like mm-hmm. he just makes the pitch feel so big to you, even though he actually compresses it so much because you have to, you have to go out to him to go defend him. You can't just leave him open. If you let him just sit there and put crosses in, he's going to fucking bury you. You know what I mean? He's going to, he's going to do things that are going to make your life a living hell. So you have to go defend him. When you go to him, then he's going to play the ball to Mo Salah, who's going to make a play. He's going to play a short ball to Tiago, who's going to find the right pass, or and he's going to continue a run. He's going to get himself at the top of the box with a shot. You, do you want that anymore? Do you want him shooting? I don't want him shooting. God, I'd rather have him crossing, but do I want him actually taking a So you're kind of like at this crossroads. Take your poison. Like, Shit, what do I do with this guy? It's almost like it, it's the same thing with like a stretch four in basketball, right? Like you, you, you can't give him the three. Well, what am I going to do? I invite him to take a fucking layup. You know what I mean? So you kind of like, it's the same kind of mentality as a defender and he just causes such a headache. But what Milner does is sort of, he can, he's not going to give you the same quality, but he can give you some of the same things and he can kind of give you that workman, like that high work rate, right? You can press high up the pitch, win the ball back up around your box and then just play it off to somebody like a, like a Tiago who can then now, if he's getting the ball, 25 yards out from goal you're like oh shit (laughs) so it's yeah again it's still pick your poison we're deep enough that i'm not worried about it if if trent were to go down i mean i hope it's not like i hope he doesn't disappear for any 10 game stretch or anything because he's he is vital to what we do and i think we all know that but show it i mean he's got the most touches in the team and x y and z and yeah but i think that we are deep enough that we can adapt yeah, no. and if for, if for nothing else, Andrew, like what the weekend showed too uh, going against Leeds is that when they have a legitimate world-class threat on the wing, you can still have enough defense and still have something going forward like Liverpool did. So I, 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 think if, I think if you change the way that you play by putting in a Milner, it's not changing it so much that you don't, you don't find a way to carve out chances because – it's taking away one of your strongest weapons for sure, but you still have a lot of firepower there. So I, I think that's the one thing at least that'll give me enough comfort, but you're right. Losing Trent is a bad, bad thing if it were to be ever to be a long-term thing for him. All right, so let's look then, uh, speaking of Trent, the uh, right back who's really a right midfielder, who's really a number 10, who's really a winger. Let's look in the midfield. There's... Not a ton of depth at the number six position. We we all know that. After Fabinho, you kind of have to figure out, is it Milner? Is it Tiago? Is it Henderson? Nobody kind of really has an idea of what the pecking order is because it's just Jurgen will go to his board, throw up the darts, and see who it lands on to put in the number six. But outside of that, you look forward on the eights. You got Kata. You got Henderson. You've got um, Curtis Jones. You, you've got a number of options to choose from. Harvey Elliott was starting the season. Of course, Tiago will be up there. 
Milner will get in probably for a couple more games at some point in the midfield as well. Uh, guys, I, I feel like outside of the number six position, midfield is kind of set. You kind of feel decent about the midfield at, at the moment. David, at least I do. How do you feel? No, I think, you know, it's, it's good. I long-term we might be a body short and we'll, you know, we'll see how Nabby does over the course of the season. You know, I'm a little bit of a skeptic about his injury record, but no, we we'll all see. are. Let's, let's yeah, be yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I think in terms of my second choice, number six, it's clearly Hendo. The, I think that would be where you'd want to make a signing uh, is somebody to play that so that you wouldn't have to put Hendo in there. Uh, Basuma's still kind of like that guy that's out there. But, um, yeah, and in some ways I almost wish like Marco Grujic hadn't gone because he could have been a decent number six, I still think. But, uh, yeah, I think that's probably where we're short, if anything, because, yeah, there's a huge fall-off. Fabinho is just so good. He's so good that Jordan Henderson represents a significant fall-off. And that's not a knock on Henderson. He's a damn good number six. But Fabinho is top two or three in the world at that position, easily. Yeah, it's just It just tells you the depth that we have in that squad. I mean, when you think about if you have Joel Matip, Virgil van Dyke, Fabinho in front of Allison on an average day, good luck breaking that shit. How down. do you get a shot off? <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, most days you're like, that's a nightmare to try to get anything through the middle. You're going to have to look for a soft spot on the wings. And they've got possibly the best left back in the world and a right back who maybe he'll have a defensive error. But if you don't put it in the net and then they outlet to him, shit. (laughs) He's just like, oh, shit, here he goes. So that's like, it's just, we're a handful in the middle and in the back when you think about it. I mean, I, I, yeah, I feel fine about the midfield. Hopefully Nabby stays healthy. He started there. He started in the sixth today. He was fine. Um, Surprisingly, though, I, he started there, but I don't think he actually played there. He kind of played, yeah, as like a deep lying playmaker, which we've seen from Keita at times but with Liverpool you know as opposed to playing play on the, the eight. Six? But I don't think he really played in the six. I think it was more Curtis Jones at it first, and then he Jones. kind of moved up, yeah, throughout the course of the weird. game. It was weird. I was like, I'm watching the game going, Curtis has been yeah. like sitting right in front of Kanate and Gomez like this whole time. But when you think about it, little, it makes sense. Not what I expected from him, but yeah, it does make sense. It makes sense. He's, he's the biggest control. out of the three of them, and he does have close control to be able to dribble through. So kind of in the way where – He's never um, afraid to put a foot in. Oh, yeah, never afraid. <laughs> it, it's kind of the way where Genie, where you could just never get the ball off of him and he could be their guy to push yep. up from deep. That's kind of the way that Curtis Jones plays. It's like it's almost like he is your Genie replacement it's an imperfect one because he's so young, but as far as all of the skills, what he does, it's pretty comparable. And then as far as the size, I mean, that's an obvious advantage to Curtis Jones. So uh, it's, 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 it's nice. I think we're fine. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of the six, I feel good about the midfield. Andrew, yeah. how, how are you feeling? Um, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough. I, I, I mean, negative Nancy today, bro. No, it's just, you know, it, two weeks ago before the other game with Leeds, I, w- I would have felt much better, obviously, with, before Elliot went down because, you know, his performances in, in those couple weeks. Um, but he's only going to be out like 
I understand all that. I understand all that. Not out for the the whole season. No, I know. I know. I I, I read an article or two. Um, But (laughs) I should call my step uncle and be like, yo, you're an orthopedic surgeon. Tell me what's up. Um, But but, um, no, I think it's fine. I think David made a good point about uh, a lack of a number six. But for me, it's it's always going to be about um, if Keita can play more than five games, if Ox can you know, come off off the bench or start a game or two. It's all going to be about that. And for me, and then it's going to be if Thiago, you know, we, we've seen it already, but I just, you know, for, for the Twitterverse out there, if Thiago lives up to his billing, his hype, you know, I'm still on that hype train. I got first class tickets on that hype train, you know? So for me, but so that, that, that's where I'm at. I, I think I'm okay for the most part where I'm not okay Actually, I'm I'm starting to be okay because I've seen Mane's attitude and his and his persistence, and I think his head's right. That's where I was a little worried coming into the season was if where he's gonna be, you know. Um, no segue. You know, my man right Joe. Oh well, yeah, just go he, for him. <laughs> yeah, he he gonna get forty goals, so we're gonna be good there. Well, so. oh, you mean I'm gonna be sure. honest. Okay. Come on, man. Like, okay. <laughs> no, it's still a joke, guys. Till it's still uh, a joke. <laughs> but, uh, well, we know I'm, at this point, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come uh, on, I'm the front three though. Like the, your first choice front three. I, he's kind of been. I think Mo and Mane have been better. Like, and that's not a knock on Jota, but he's been a little. I don't know off when you know, he's gotten the go- he's got two ah. goals okay fine but he's kind of like not in the right positions a lot and then he yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like when he's in the box it's fine but when he's not in the box like what do yeah you it's a little yeah. bit all I'll over tell you, I'll tell you what though work. one thing we kind of have to go back and watch because I think the guys on Redmond mentioned it and it kind of made me think like oh I guess I didn't notice that but there were times uh, throughout the last few games where he drops deep and he goes and kind of plays that false nine Bobby Firmino role. And it's it's not noticeable when it's just throughout the course of play and it's not starting a move that leads to a goal. But if we go back and watch, I'd be willing to bet that we're going to see a little bit more of that link play from Jota. And maybe he's just, he doesn't have it in his locker yet to be able to do everything because what we saw from him last year was He's just going to go and score goals and do literally nothing else. A little bit of pressing, sure. But I'm wondering if maybe this is a bit of a transitional period for him where he's kind of learning how to do that drop-off, how to do that play from midfield. Because, I mean, he started his career as a number 10 anyway. He's more of a winger than a central striker. So the fact that he was able to be such a true number nine uh, for, for times last year, the fact that he's kind of working on doing both, maybe that's what's going on with Diogo right now. But... Yeah. I mean, well, that's fair. we'll see. And he was good in that. Look, in the Champions League game, I loved his intensity. I thought he was fantastic yeah. in that in that one. I just feel like in the league games, for some reason, it's just kind of something's been not right. Well, it's just because and we saw him miss a chance he, sh- he should have had. He, he missed a sit. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. He missed that's that what it was. I, thought even <laughs> I didn't know my Norwich boy could miss And against Burnley. Yeah. Like, even in the first couple of games, you know, he scores, yeah, but – Outside of the moments where he scored, you're kind of like something's. He's. I feel like he should just be here, or maybe he just needs to press then. Or it's just like little things were wrong, and you, you might be right. If maybe it's just a learning curve. He's trying to be more Bobby Firmino, and that's a really hard thing to be because Bobby's a little bit of a unicorn. So you know you're trying to fill some pretty big shoes, and I get that. 
in, in, look, when you when you're surrounded when you're flanked by Sadio Mane and Mo Salah, you can have a little bit of a learning curve and still score goals because yeah. the guys around you are true unicorns and giving everybody fits. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that make me look good. Shit. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah man, <laughs> it made me look good. I like, at least look good in the uniform. <laughs> so I think I think we're good with the first four. When Firmino comes back, I'm I'm expecting that we're going to see him uh, back in and getting into form pretty quickly. <laughs> to be completely honest, uh, Mo, Sadio, Jota, we feel good about them. And then it comes down to what's next. So Harvey Elliott was one of the guys we were thinking would be on the wing. We saw him instead in midfield. And now with the injury, he's a non-factor uh, for at least this first half of the season. So now it's Takumi Minamino. It's Divock Origi. Maybe we're going to see some more Cade Gordon. But for your next three, after the front three plus one, is that enough to kind of make you calm down and like, all right, they didn't sign a, a striker. They didn't sign a winger. Are you good with the way it's looking right now? Of course, we're, you know, hours away from those two scoring three goals in Divacarigi and Takumi Minamino. But are we feeling, you know, a little bit better about the fact that, you know, they are real life football players and not just figments of our imagination, Andrew? Right. It, it all, it all really depends on Jurgen, right? Because, and, and wait, hold on. You, yeah, I, that don't make no sense. But be, just because, like, okay, you look at Shakiri, right? You, obviously a very talented player, but for whatever reason, through injury, through maybe he's an asshole, who, who knows? No, everybody seems to Maybe he's not a good trainer. I have yeah. no idea. But for whatever reason, he didn't get the rub of the green. It is a hard team to get into, as Jurgen said last weekend. But for me, if you want your – if we want the squad to contribute, if we want Taki to get from two to ten goals by the end of the season – Homie's got to play. So it's up to you're going to put him on the team sheet. You know what I mean? Like, or to a point, obviously it's Taki for, to impress, you know, I understand all that. My point is for them to really make an impact. And for me and for, I think the fan base and well, I'm just going to talk about myself. I can't speak for others, but like, I will feel much better if like we're playing Brentford and we need a goal or we need something to happen. Taki comes in 72nd minute. He comes in with an assist in the 85th. You know what I mean? Some shit like that. And you're thinking, oh, okay, homies can come off the bench and do a thing. Because for so long, it's been – sometimes it's been – for so long, it's it's been like, oh, we, we didn't have a game changer or or not enough or not as consistent as what we want it to be. Or we look at other rivals and they, it seems they have boatloads of of subs to, to change a game. Whereas – you know what I mean? So I think that's going to go a long way to at least make, put my anxiety to ease – I already said five minutes ago, I think we'll be fine. But, hey, I can't say no to more goals. What am I going to do? Like, hope our players don't perform well? What the fuck? No. <laughs> so, obviously, I want, you know, all of our players to do well. It's like when I want, you know, when movies come out, I want all movies to be good. I don't want to waste my time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want them to waste their time. Well, of course. Yeah, we want to see yeah. them do well. It is interesting when you hear, like, some of the uh, discourse around some of the players like Origi or like Minamino, and everyone just goes in, oh, he's shit, oh, he's shit. He didn't make the bench this time. Well, that's because he's shit. It's the confirmation bias as opposed to, like, what we saw. It's, oh, well, no, the plan was play him in this League Cup game and kind of get him up to speed maybe. But but David, yeah. uh, I mean, how are you feeling about your uh, your three after the uh, four obvious choices, the second group, so to speak? How how, how are you? 
I mean, as long as it's not all at once, right? Yeah, true. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, because really? if you if it was like you're saying to me, like, well, you know, it's, they're just filling in for somebody. So if it's Mo Salah, Bobby Firmino, and you know, Divacari, how do you feel? Well, I feel fine. <laughs> to be honest with you, like I don't, I'm not expecting Divock Origi to be Sadio Mane. You shouldn't ever expect something like that. You shouldn't ever expect somebody to be something that they're not. And but I think that Divock Origi has shown that he has enough skills to do what's necessary. You know, if you if you got Sadio Mane, Diogo Jota, and Takumi Minomino as your three, are you going to tell me there aren't goals in that trio? I think there are. I think they've shown that there are. So for me, I, yeah, I'm not too worried. It's just not like, I don't want to see all three at once, right. yeah. you know, but is, if you're or, mixing or playing, and matching or playing Manchester fine. United. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah, exactly. yeah, the big I don't want to see them sure. playing like city or something, but if you're, you know, if I got to put out a group against Newcastle and I, I need Minamino to perform. Sure. He's playing with Mo Salah and Sadio Mane. What, you going to tell me that he can't score goals in that group. I'll bet you, I'll bet. I'll bet you he can. Same thing with Arigi. So I'm fine with it. Like, as backup options, they're all good. Um, like you said, that, like, I don't, would I call them world class footballers? No, but they are capable professionals. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you need when you've got world class talent all around you. You just need to be a capable professional to get the job done. <laughs> yeah. It's so, you've been on that yeah. team at work, you know, where like, you had like the star performers and then there was just like that guy that like he comes in and he fills out the paperwork. You know? <laughs> like, he, he, he keeps the spreadsheet updated. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He does his role and he tries hard. He the shows up on happy time. though because that spreadsheet is fucking updated. <laughs> hey, somebody's got to do the grunt work. Somebody got to be there. Exactly. It's like maybe that's all Minamino is. He's just updating Klopp's goal spreadsheet. <laughs> he's just sitting there. He's like he's like a pitcher on his day off, where he's just tracking pitches with the radar gun behind home plate. And that's it. Exactly. That's I do. He's that bolt. He's that guy in the bullpen. He's a bullpen catcher. Just well, like honestly, slide your finger outside the seams. <laughs> if anyone is that? That's that's Hendo. Uh, all right well let's wrap up on this one guy who we didn't really talk too much about he had kind of a quiet game today but he's someone who i think we're still kind of waiting to see is he going to be an x factor or is he going to be a non-factor alex oxlade chamberlain because we have heard and seen in the preseason he could be playing in the number nine you saw him a little bit on the left wing today after starting on the midfield Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, Andrew, do you have any expectations for him or is it literally a free hit from him the rest of the year? So that's the thing. I need to watch this game because I'm I'm very curious. Did he he played all 90, right? Or most most uh David, I believe he played the full 90, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that that's my curiosity because now I hate to say this because I don't wish this upon anyone. And also because it's like a heart, it's like an emotional thing. You know, I have a lot of love for this player. Uh, Daniel Sturge. Um, it's only natural to say it. Go ahead. And, yeah, and yeah, we know, me, he's we becoming know. he's becoming the next kind mm-hmm. of DS fifteen, and and that's my biggest worry. And 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 obviously, I don't want that to happen. And that's what I'm worried about it because it, it it's coming to the point where it's like, dude, you 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 need to show or you need to like go to MLS or something. You know what I mean? It, it's got it's getting to that's that's where I am. It's like a little, 
it's Keita that I'm worried about. And then like Ox is Keita's here though. I'm more worried about Ox because yeah, I, I just I think don't that's fair. I just yeah. don't that's just like one more major injury. That's it. Yeah, he's, he's done. done. You know, and he just and he you becomes can't. like Jack Wilshere, like or you know, yeah, because you can only sustain so many over the course of a career, you know. Right, right. But yeah. I obviously I want him to perform because you know we we seen it we seen it those years ago, uh, you know before his injury he was he was a top player you know he, he what's the word is power the right word where he he would just drive that ball from yeah, midfield no. and like mm-hmm. you know with his assist or his long distance yeah. shots and. Now, mind you, I, I'm not a fan of long distance shots. I mean, that's for mass reasons. No, but, no, but 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 you know, see, my has, point though is that he has an extra dimension. He he is a he. At the end of the day, he's a good footballer, and and we and we'll need that throughout the the course of the season. Because as I said, I don't think that all of our midfields are gonna you know go unscathed. You know, it's like The Walking Dead. Someone's gonna get bit at some point. No, he right? he, he has you know he has a different set of skills in his bag. And yeah. it's an important set of skills. Like we can, it's things that we can use yeah. all the time. Like the things that we need. Um, I thought today, you know, he has like moments. Mm-hmm. He, he shows you these things that he can do that are like, like sometimes he'll do something in tight spaces or he'll just see a pass or he'll do like a little dribble move or whatever. And you're like, God, this player has so much skill. I just want to see him like do it all the time. Put it all together. The, yeah. Yeah. Do I think time, Ox, Ox is, <laughs> I think Ox is as much as anybody in the squad, a rhythm player. Mm. Like he needs minutes and time, like consistency over time to, to hit his peak. He has not had that since that first season in red. And I, yeah, I just want to see like a season where, he makes like 23 appearances, but he's he's playing like pretty steadily in some kind of role. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a false nine. Maybe it's as a midfield. I don't know. I don't even care. It just <laughs> needs to be like he's going to kind of know what he's going to do, and he needs to get to do it on a consistent basis. If he does that, I honestly think you'll see this player, you know, I again, I, will he reach the levels that he was at 17, 18? I don't know because he was at a level yeah. in 17. He was hitting a level in 17, 18 where he was going to be special. But yeah. I still think he has an important role to play and gives us a certain amount of depth that is is vital to a title challenge. Yeah. And uh, so many players to go through, but uh, not enough playing time for all of them. But we're out of time now. I'm Darius. Wait, are we going to do a Brentford prediction? No. We got time. <laughs>